Hello and welcome to Dr. Joe's Health and Sanity Call. I'm Dr. Joe, a wellness expert and professional speaker who helps busy people stay healthy, sane, and productive. For more information of how I can help you and your organization, visit drjoe.com, D-R-J-O.com. Hello and welcome to today's Health and Sanity Call with Dr. Joe. As you remember, I'm a professional speaker who helps people stay healthy and sane, although I think it's really for me that we've had these calls lately because it has been wild around here. As you know, we started off the Health and Sanity series with the Serenity Prayer. And I talked about how it's really important for us to understand that there are some things, well, maybe a lot of things we have absolutely no control about right now. Through this pandemic, there are so many things, not just the virus itself, but people's reactions, the policies, our restrictions, and that is enough to drive anyone crazy. But if we look at the second part of that serenity prayer, all about making sure we take control of those things that we can change is where our sanity comes from. So on all of these calls, We've been focusing not on the things that we can't do anything about, but focusing on those things that we can change so we can feel more confident and in control. But here's where we get to today, because today is a different topic than what we've had over the last, what now, eight weeks. And that is, that's, especially now, I've seen it with other people. I'm feeling a little bit of myself. There's a tendency to say, but there's nothing I can do. And of course, then the stress level goes up. And that's where our confidence comes in. We've got to have the confidence that we can do something, that we can make some changes, make some changes that make us feel better, make us feel more productive, less reactive. So today's guest is Jill Johnson. She's a management consultant and also the author of an award-winning book, Compounding Your Confidence. So welcome, Jill. It's so good to be here, Joe. I'm really looking forward to our conversation. How's your confidence today? You know, it varies. I talk about that in the book. It's, you know, you can be on top of the world one minute and then the next minute you're almost in the fetal position. And and I think, you know, from what I'm hearing from people as we've gone back over this last two months or so, it, they're, they're experiencing that variation in confidence. And so part of what we have to understand is that that is the reality of it. And we'll be more confident in certain elements and spaces in our lives and less confident in others. And so you just have to be fluid enough to be able to work through the complexity of what that actually means. And, and Jill, that's a really good point because sometimes we can have, we can be filled with confidence perhaps in our role within our family life, but at work, not so, or maybe it's the other way around. People meet you you in the workplace and say, wow, you've got it all together. Yeah, maybe in the workplace, but in the community and the family, maybe not so. Well, and sometimes people who appear to the outside world as being absolutely filled with confidence 
are masking the truth. And I work with a lot of executives and to their teams, and we're, we're hearing a lot more of that now. And I know you have a broader audience, but I think it's helpful for, for everyone to hear that that executive level is terrified by what is happening. They don't know if they're going to be able to make the right decisions to keep their businesses or their organizations going uh, going forward. Even those that are still operating right now are struggling with with staffing, with with team morale, with motivation, with finances, with suppliers, with vendors. The same thing all holds true for those of us in our personal life. And so sometimes it's bravado that that comes through. But when you get these people behind, uh, maybe not maybe a closed door, but a private Zoom chat, mm -hmm. um, you find out that, that there's a lot more going on under the surface that's affecting and impacting their confidence. And so what I explain to people is there normally when there's a really bad catastrophe, like um, September 11th, 2001, that was considered to be a black swan event, an event that was, was unanticipatable. That's my new word for today. You couldn't anticipate it. It was beyond the scope of normal comprehension. Right now, we're dealing in a world that's got a double black swan. We have the the healthcare epidemic that we're that's swirling around us, where you know no one's confident, no one knows the answers, no one knows the perfect way for us to re-enter, to reopen, no one knows the perfect uh, way to do a cure, no one has a perfect path to a vaccine. Everything is is uncertain and in chaos, but there's there's also that economic crisis that's occurring and and the complex and scale of the crisis across the country and across the world is it's unprecedented and so to have two different um, black swan events overlaying on top of each other um, is is so outside the the scope of even for those of us who work in strategy is so outside the scope of capability and comprehension that that even people who are superior in their decision making processes in times of crisis are struggling. We're, we're all back on our heels a little bit. And so there's some things that I think you can do. And I hope we can talk about that in a little bit. Oh. Yes. About what, what you have to do. And, and I think the first is give yourself some grace. Um, that's become my mantra. Um, this is so unprecedented and we're all being forced to learn and do things that we've never done. So many people are working remotely from home right now and that's a completely different skill set. And so for your audience that's having to do that for the first time and are struggling with the technology, are struggling with being isolated, are struggling with time management, are struggling with the fact that you may have kids or dogs screaming or barking from the next room, it's all part of this process and and what happens is is that we make mistakes and and so be more forgiving of yourself for the mistakes that you make and and when you can you know be honest with yourself okay that didn't work very well what's my plan b and remember there are 26 letters in the alphabet so if plan b doesn't work go to plan c and then there's d and then there's e um the second thing is Wait, learning... before, before you yeah. go on to step two i have to say that what i've been trying to do is not only give myself grace 
but to give other people a little bit of grace. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I, I shared with you, Jill, right before we came on this call that I am beyond frustrated that my website and email have crashed the last five days. I've got tech support working on it. And I want to say, why can't you fix? But I, I have to say, I'm really like proud of myself that I'm not doing that. I have to say, oh, well, it is what it is. Well, and we're so dependent on imperfect technology and, and, you know, we may be good users of it, but there are hardware issues, there are systems crashes that, and so many things that are outside of our control. And I think that outside of control undermines people's confidence so significantly because we like everything in the right box. And, you know, even if you're a messy hoarder, you still know where exactly where the right paper is. And, and so it's, it's so important to, to acknowledge that. And I think the grace for yourself and for others um, is, is certainly um, a good, a good starting place to be, but then you need to take it to the next step. And, and we're in a situation now where we all are going to have to take risks and, and we're taking risks in using technology. We're taking risks in opening up the visual to our homes. We're taking risks even when we go to the grocery store. And so the second part of managing your confidence is learning how to manage the risks. And so for some people who have complex health conditions, isolation and looking to have others uh, handle those outside the home tasks is, is a risk mitigation strategy. For those of you that are, are working from home for the first time and you've had cybersecurity team members from your company that have been telling you this, you have to switch this toggle or, you know, plug in this way, that's all about managing risk. And so I think that when you, whenever you're learning something new or experiencing something unknown, it's that risk management. And, and for some of you, the thing that's probably undermining your confidence the most is the financial worry that you're under. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, I know lots of people live paycheck to paycheck or credit card to bill to credit card bill or retainer to retainer. And there's nothing you can do immediately about that except be ruthless in cutting costs, you know, go through and look at how can I be resilient for a longer period of time. Um, and, and you will find fluff in your budget, trust me. And then go back again later and look at it again, because you, if you're going to survive through this and not lose your house or, um, you know, be able to buy the things that you need to stay healthy, then you're going to have to be pragmatic about it. And that's a risk management strategy. And what I would suggest for your, for your audience too, is that when we're out of this, if finances was something that really unraveled you, then you need to make the commitment to yourself that you are going to learn what you need to learn and do what you need to do and make this and take steps to build your financial security for the future because there will be some other crisis that happens in three to five years that we haven't anticipated 
you know, we've had recessions, you know, every six years or so. I've been in business for over 30 years and there's always another recession. There's always another crisis. You don't know what it will be, but you know that, that it will be there. And so by stocking, you know, setting some money aside, you have breathing room. And when you can breathe through things, your confidence is higher, your, your ability to make better decisions will be there. And, and so, you know, part of it is, is owning, what you have contributed to creating that uncertainty and that instability in your life and vowing never to have that going forward again once we get through this crisis. I've also heard stories in which people have had more success recently to negotiate some of that. And so if we don't have the confidence, we're going to say, well, there's nothing I can do. Um, But you know, yeah, going forward, maybe we need to call up some of those creditors and say, hey, you know, this is difficult. How can I manage it? And it, it's the same thing with your insurance. I have a motor home and, you know, we're obviously not driving it anywhere right now. Wow. And I th- and I was on the phone with somebody and, and they, they mentioned that they had asked their insurance agent for a reduction. I thought, I can do that. So I called my insurance agent. I said, is there any way that we can get, um, you know, and I have the money in the bank to pay for this. Okay. Wow. But I'm trying to conserve my cash too. And I mean, I saved over $400 just by making a single phone call. I went through my credit card bill and I looked at all of the recurring charges that we have. And of course I'm anal enough. I actually have a master list of all of those charges too. And, and I went through and I started eliminating things. I started canceling accounts. I was talking with somebody the other day who was paying $30 a month for um, an art software that she hadn't opened in three years. Wow. And, and so you do the math on how much money that is over time. I always tell people, if you're looking at an expense, that's a monthly recurring expense, mm-hmm. annualize it. What does it cost you for the year? And all of a sudden that, you know, $30 a month is $400 a year. Well, that mm-hmm. might be half of, uh, you know, a quarter of your house payment or, wow. or, or a part of your rent. And so we can redeploy the assets that we have. And, and when you start taking that control, all of a sudden there's something inside you that, that starts to shift because you're feeling more confident that you're taking action Mm-hmm. And that you're taking responsibility. And so there's so many things that, that folks can do, but it's, it's learning that you're going to make mistakes. Forgive yourself. Try to make those mistakes not so bad, but you have to take some risks. And the worst thing that the insurance agent could have said to me, there are two things they could have done. They could have started laughing at me and they could have said no. And they didn't do either. They right? didn't do either. And, and the same thing has happened with a variety of other things that I've looked at. Um, and, you know, as I've had to learn new technology, um, you know, that's been hard because I'm not great at asking for help. Uh, it's, it's not one of my superpowers. But I, I, can, I can see that because I'm the same way. I was, I, my nickname when I was two and three was Big Girl. I'm big girl. I can do it all. And well, you know, I'm competent. I'm wicked smart. I have all of this, but there are just some walls that you run into. And that leads to the third thing that I think your, your, your participants can look at. And that is 
who are the advisors that you reach out to learn from? And so I've had a whole circle of people, you know, it started with watching basic uh, webinars. So Zoom was my big, big technology thing. I, you know, I could spell Zoom, but, you know, mastering it wasn't what I wasn't quite there yet. And so I started taking a class every day on Zoom. I made that investment of my time and, and, you know, and then it was an hour and a half session on a Saturday. And, you know, by the, by about a week and a half in, I was so in overload. I I'm like, I can't learn one more technology thing. I'm just, I'm done. I just, I, I, but you need to synthesize it. Mm -hmm. And, and then I needed to look for, okay, now who are the advisors that are going to teach me the next level and the next layer? And, I had to reach out and ask. And again, they could have said no. Um, I was on a call the other day with a, a gentleman who belongs to a professional group that, that we're both associated with. And I asked for his help. And he gave me an hour and a half of his time. He walked me through. I'm, I'm a visual learner. So if I can see how people are doing it, that imprints better for me. And it was amazing. Now we haven't gotten to fully execute because we still need to download a bunch of things and, and work through some tech mm -hmm. issues. But I feel like I can handle that now. And so my confidence over the last eight weeks in learning a skill that I know will, will help to feed my family for the next year has gone exponentially higher, but it's because I've invested the time and the energy and sometimes the money to be able to learn what I need to learn. And I think your, your participants and your audience will build their confidence in the same way. And we call it in the book, I, I talk about three things, progressions, practice, and presentation. And that's really, this is what we've talked about today is really all about that first component, which is progressions. Mm -hmm. You start where you are, and then you move forward and you move beyond that and you gain a new level of mastery and then you start all over again at that new level. And so once you recognize that, you can circle back to having grace for yourself, grace for the others that you bring in, but it becomes a very powerful opportunity and a very powerful way for people to take that control back of those few things that are still left in our control and, and by being mindful about it, you'd be able to build your confidence, even in this incredibly chaotic time of chaos. Wow. It's so important for us to take what we used to do that made us feel confident and made us feel significant and try and find a way now to apply it to this new strange and chaotic setting that we're in now. And I think if people can breathe through things and and like I said, like we've been talking about, find a little grace, put a post -it, giant post-it note up on your wall or use multiple sheets of paper if you don't have a big post-it note and just write ideas down about, well, when did I feel most confident and how could I parallel that into the life I'm leading right now? Mm -hmm. And it's a powerful technique to be able to allow people to bring in um, new elements and find comfort in the things that they do know and where they felt secure. And I think that if, if, if your audience members can do that, they'll find that there's a lot more possibility. And now that we're through some of that early panic chaos, now we're in a position where I think we can start to 
find our way through this? Or as I heard a friend of mine say, learn our way through this. Mm. And I thought that was such a brilliant thing. And, and when you think back about what we've talked about today, it's about, you know, when you learn, you make mistakes. When you learn, you take risks. And when you learn, you bring other people into your life. And if you do all three of those elements, um, I think you have a recipe for moving through this chaotic time uh, in a way that will help build your confidence over the much longer cycle and longer term. Wonderful. Thanks, Jill, for sharing that uh, with everybody. How can we reach out to you for more information? Sure. Well, if, uh, if you'd like, you can reach out via email, and that is Jill, J-I-L-L, at the letters J-C-S for Johnson Consulting Services, dash USA.com. So it's Jill at J-C-S hyphen usa.com and if they're interested in my book compounding your confidence it's available on amazon uh, in audiobook paperback and ebook formats it's been sold on five continents so we're pretty excited about that and i have a new book coming out soon based off of the content from that called career confidence um, we would have released it already but the timing just didn't feel right so we're going to hold off on that and that'll be out probably early summer Thank you so much. It was my pleasure. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Jill. And um, bye-bye. If you enjoyed today's Health and Sanity Call, please subscribe to the channel and share it with others. For more information about how I can help you and your organization, visit drjoe.com. That's just four letters, D-R-J-O.com.